0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: It is NFL playoff time. We are excited to talk DFS. The regular season might be over, but the DFS season still goes strong. All coming up next on the Road Wire Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rotorwire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version. I am Scott Gensted, joined as always on Friday mornings by Ryan Balangi. If you could please rate or review the podcast, it does help us out a lot. I know I say that 9 million times, but it does matter. It helps people find the podcast, etc. Uh, Ryan, we've we've made it to playoff time, best time of the NFL season. I know a lot of people like draft time and, and regular fantasy football. I'm a huge playoff guy. I'm, I love the standalone games. I love almost every game. Uh, there might be a couple in the slate that aren't great, but uh, we're doing it a little differently. We're going to do uh, kind of how all the uh, all the DFS providers are doing it—you know, FanDuel, DraftKings, Yahoo—kind uh, of split it by Saturday and Sunday. So we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk the Saturday slate, the first half, the Sunday slate, the second half. So I know usually we just hit a kind of big Sunday slate. We'll kind of break this down into two smaller states rather than doing the whole thing together. I think it's a little more uh, useful
2: that way for everybody that's playing. But uh, Ryan, how are you? Oh, I'm great. Yeah, love the playoffs drafted a bunch of playoff best ball teams this week nice uh had a really good week uh the last week of the regular season last sunday finally hit had been it had been a few weeks so it's nice. nice to end on a high note i I, um, I can't remember
1: last week who was huge for you
2: it was really it really all it took was fading pierre strong he ended up being about 60 percent owned in a lot of the stuff he ended up being the highest owned running back which was crazy and uh all you had to do was pair jefferson with cd lamb both of them scored like yeah. 40 points or something really it was as simple as that my lineups weren't even great but i just cashed everything with that combination
1: that's awesome. That's a good way to a good way to end the year. I had Jefferson, but I didn't have Lamb. I had to go back and look. I think it was kind of in the middle, but uh, yeah, Jefferson was uh, Jefferson was obviously obviously huge there. But uh, so yeah, let's do. Uh, we'll split it up. I think it just like, makes more sense. We'll do. Uh, we'll do the two Saturday games. Uh, take a take a breath and do the three Sunday games. Um, kind of good to leave the Monday one out. There's just so much up and up in the air with Philly still. I mean, they're still three days away from their game. We don't know if we don't know if AJ Brown's playing. We we think Jalen Hurts is playing, but like he's not really. You know, he said he hasn't done much with his finger. I think it's uh, it's probably a good thing. Like that's gonna be a wait for news game because they have such a narrow passing tree with with Brown and Smith and Goddard. They're like if anybody's out, like that opens up some 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 interesting names there. But uh, let's look at Saturday first. We have. Um, uh, the game that was pretty much guaranteed to be the early Saturday game, Cleveland at Houston, uh, TV-wise, I think that was the easy one that was going to be first. Uh, Cleveland is on the road, minus two, over under a 44-and-a-half in that game. And then the night game, we have Miami at Kansas City. Uh, everybody's been talking about the weather here. There's some rumors of minus 30, wind chill. Uh, Kansas City's favored by four-and-a-half, over-under is 43-and-a-half. You know, if you told me Miami and Kansas City were playing uh, six weeks ago, I'd be like, oh, it's over-under is going to be 52-53. Uh, a little bit of uh, offenses struggling, uh, a little bit of weather there. We're down to a 43 and a half. Uh, most importantly, uh, I think uh, we talk about the minus 30 wind chill. It seems like it'd be a miserable place to be as a fan, to be honest.
2: Yeah, glad I'm not going to be in Kansas City for that game. Uh, much rather just... Stay home and watch it on the couch, right? Yeah, uh,
1: no doubt there. I'm uh, I'm obviously soft California. You're tough, uh, tough uh, Midwesterner. So you probably would deal with it better than I would. Um, I think I'd have a tough time in it. It's it, it, the cool the cool I could do. The snow I could do. The wind is what really makes it nasty and tough. But let's uh, let's hit that first game first. We got Cleveland at Houston. Uh, is a game where the teams played earlier. Both these games on Saturday, the teams played earlier this year. Uh, Cleveland won 36-22 in December, but we're up thirty six to seven with twelve minutes left in that game. But no CJ Stroud, no Will Anderson, no uh, Grenard. Uh, both, so both their pass rushes were out for Houston. So I think you can kind of, you can't fully toss that game out, but you can kind of toss that game out. You know, no CJ Stroud um, is a completely different monster, obviously, for Cleveland. They, I think they had Case Keenan playing, and then Davis Mills came in uh, later in the game. Uh, Houston averaged 5.6 yards per play in the season with CJ Stroud, 3.9 without. So that kind of tells you everything right there. Uh, Closest spread of the weekend. This is the closest game, uh, you know, Vegas spread-wise. Just looking at the stats, Cleveland uh, is ranked uh, pretty poorly on offense, really well on defense looking at DVOA. Houston's kind of in the middle of both of those stats. Uh, What do you think about this game? What do you think about totals? Uh, How do you feel about Cleveland-Houston?
2: Yeah, I really like this game. I really like this slate, Uh, mostly because I just have a clear idea of what I want to do. Uh, you mentioned it. The first thing that stuck out was the 43 and a half total for for the Chiefs game. Uh, you would expect that to be over 50. Yeah. It's clear that uh, there's going to be some elements that are going to hurt the offenses. You you said uh, below zero. Probably, you know, it doesn't seem like the game's going to shoot out. Um,
1: so, so just about the weather, my question, like, I think that if it gets like 10 degrees, like, I think that really hurts Miami and helps Kansas City because they can be fine in that. I just wonder if, like, if it's actually this windy, if it's actually this much wind chill, if it's actually this cold, if it kind of just screws both teams.
2: Yeah, it does. I mean, nobody likes to play in that. You figure, you know, it's just going to be a slower, grinded-out game. Both teams will try to run the ball first. Um, you know, even in good weather, neither of these quarterbacks, Mahomes or Tua, have been putting up a lot of ceiling games this season. Yeah. Um I just looked at the slate and I thought if all, even if all the quarterbacks were the same price, I'd want to play Joe Flacco. And he happens to be (laughs) much cheaper than the rest of them. Uh, How crazy is that? You know, Joe Flacco on a playoff slate and he's the quarterback that, you know, I'm, I want to play, but he's been great. Uh, The matchup against Houston's pretty good. Yep. Will Anderson. He, he looked pretty banged up last week. They have some other injuries. Can't really see them being healthy. Their, their run defense is pretty good, but their pass defense struggled this season. Uh, you know, Amari just had, what, like 265 yards against them or yep. something crazy. Yep. And uh, Joku's turned into a star with Flacco. I mean, if you look at the games, like, every game Flacco started, he's been great. Over 22 fantasy points in all of them. Mahomes, on the other hand, he's put up more than 22 fantasy points twice all season. You know, Fl- Flacco's doing it every game. And he gets, uh, he gets a dome matchup here where, where, where Mahomes and Tua are playing in frigid temperatures. I mean, it just seems like a really easy decision for me to play Flacco. I mean, I love Stroud too. I just, it's a tougher matchup. Yeah. Um, but love Stroud. He was great that last week, made some incredible throws again. So I think that's a, you know, I'll consider him for tournaments, but I think it's easy. Just Joe Flacco and cash. It was so funny. We we're watching the, we were watching Houston at my house. And I was telling my
1: wife, you know, she's a fan, but like, doesn't know everybody. But I was like, CJ Stroud, number two pick. This kid's really awesome. And like the next play, he threw the long touchdown, to Nico Collins. And she thought I was a genius for like three minutes. It was beautiful. It doesn't happen very often, but every <laughs> once in a while, it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. So it's always, it's always nice when things work out that way. But uh, before we get into the fully players, uh, Miami Casey, just some stats here. Uh, we mentioned the cold. These teams did play earlier too. KC uh, won 21-14 in Europe in week nine. So, you know, there's some weird elements there, but they did win that game. Uh, looking at overall stats, looking at DVOA, Miami is a uh, second in offense. So really good there, but 19th in defense. KC's uh top 10 in both. I know that people think their offense has been really bad, but they are uh, their eighth in offense. So not normal KC, but you know, not uh you know not uh, not the jets either by any means and then they're seventh in defense but the defense has been good all year um interesting matchup because it's just uh you know you expect the the superior offense to be KC it's not in this case but Miami is so banged up it's just like we've got i mean it's the obvious big name guys like Waddle and Mostert are both questionable i assume they're both going to play but um you know it's just they're so banged up they've lost oh, so many offensive linemen uh, Kyle Van Noy i think is out no Van Ginkels out now Van, Van I always mix those up Van Ginkels out they're missing a bunch of guys it's just I wish these teams were healthy because I really like Miami's chances to win this game if they were, but Miami is just so banged up. I just wonder if they can. I think. I wonder if they can function with with this, the guy, number of guys they're missing because it's it's just a shame because I think they're uh, earlier in the year they were a really fun and good team. And they just got they've got killed by injuries.
2: Yeah, I think you nailed it. It's unfortunate they have that. I forget that their edge rusher who went J- out a couple J- weeks ago, J- J- Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb, they're both out. It's both of them crazy. and yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard about Xavier and Howard. Is he still yeah. out too? Like uh, I have to look, but yeah, I know, I know, I know. Phillips. Time. I
1: mean, Chubb Chub was playing really well too. Chubb was playing probably the best, uh, best football yet of his career. He was looking really good, and then it was just it sucks that he got hurt. Right. So yeah, I, I'm with you. I think Xavier Z- Howard's out. Just confirming that.
2: Yeah, I mean, they have so many injuries. It looks yeah. like they're going to struggle here. Um, I don't know. I kind of like KC. KC's got a good defense. They could control that game with Pacheco and maybe some short passes to Kelsey.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, – I, re- I really wish that was more of a high flying matchup, but it makes things uh, makes things interesting. Uh, but let's get into specific players. That's what we're here for. Let's talk about that. But first, a note from our sponsors at Circa. Get ready for the ultimate big-game parties at Circa Resort and Casino. Super Sundays in Las Vegas this year. Watch the big-game pool side at Stadium Swim's big-game viewing party. Massive screen, booming game sound a view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the game. Snag the best seat in the sun with daybeds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more. Or touch at the world's largest sportsbook, Circa Sports, for the big game bash. Three stories of football glory featuring a 78 million pixel screen. Book your seat with variety of reservation options, including bottle service, open bar, stadium-style food, and more. Don't miss these legendary viewing experiences on February 11th. The big game parties only at the Circa Resort and Casino. Reserve today at CircaLasVegas.com. So, Ryan, we, you mentioned quarterback. We'll start there. Uh, we've got Flacco, Mahomes, Tua, and CJ Stroud. Uh, Mahomes is 7,100, Tua, 7,000, Stroud, 6,800, Flacco is 6,100. Uh, you said earlier, if they're the same price, you'd probably go Flacco. Um, I assume you're going Flacco there. Fanduel's interesting. Fanduel's different. Fandle, uh, Mahomes is 8,000, and Flacco is 7,800. So it becomes much more of a, a difficult question there. Uh, but on DraftKings, Flacco's 6,100. Uh, my question for you is, I know you like him the most. Is everybody like him the most? Or are people going to be like, I don't know if I want to play Flacco in a playoff game?
2: Yeah, I think there'll be some of that. I don't know if I want to play Flacco in a playoff game, especially when he's going to be popular. Yeah. Um, I still think he'll he'll end up being the most popular. Are we talking like Passions?
1: way, way most popular thing? Or just like yeah, they're kind of split, but he's the most popular, but not like insane numbers.
2: Yeah, not like insane numbers. Like the one I'm looking at right now has maybe Flacco in the 30s, okay. Mahomes around 30, and then Stroud, and then nobody's going to play Tua.
1: Like no one's playing Tua in this weather, right?
2: Nobody's playing Tua. I mean, he might be less than 10% owned. I mean, if so So just
1: strategy really strategy-wise in a two-game slate, does that make you realize that you want to play some of them or is that like you're just you're just like out of a play him in this weather?
2: yeah i really don't want to play yeah. him in that weather um but casey's good casey's good past D
1: 2 they're fifth and past dvoa Um uh, yeah he has not put up huge stats lately um uh, if he gets waddle and, and tyreek back maybe but yeah it's, it's hard to get to uh, get to a path to
2: play him it is um have some interest in tyreek because he's mm-hmm. going to be lower owned too but i don't think you necessarily need to pair him with tua if you it seems to
1: be like you as we get into the slate there are not uh like the most expensive running back is 6,800. It's not like the other slate. The other the Sunday slate we'll get to. There's a lot of big name receivers. Uh, there's a lot of expensive guys. Here, there's Tyreek's the only receiver over 7,000. Uh, no, you could pretty much on this slate, like overall, pretty much play whoever you want, right?
2: Well, yeah, um, it is. It's much easier in that sense than the other slate. Yeah. But you got, I mean, you got to pick the right
1: players, but I think that salary you can figure out to play almost whoever you want.
2: Yeah, really, I guess the toughest decision will be at receiver whether you want to play Tyreek like yeah. which one of I mean we'll get there but Amari Collins and Rice are all similarly priced. Yeah,
1: the, that that mid-range receiver
2: gets gets interesting there. But I think I agree um, with you about okay. about FanDuel. Um I would I would just play Mahomes just since they're so closely priced. Mahomes has some rushing upside as well, just projected for more raw points and he'll be more popular. So, yeah, I would go Mahomes over there. Uh, that was my thought too. Like I think that the the
1: thousand on on DraftKings makes a big difference. The same price, I think I'd click Mahomes also and just hope that the the weather's cold, but maybe it's, it's not as windy as as they hope. And I think that you can you can get uh, you can get some good Mahomes there. But I mean, you mentioned Flacco. I mean, Houston stops the run really well. They did not stop the pass very with well a twenty third and pass DVOA. Um, you mentioned uh, the the previous game with with uh, Amari having two hundred sixty five yards, Flacco had three sixty eight three touchdowns in that game. Obviously, it goes along with the receiver, but. Um, Houston's top two pass rushers were out, but man, they stopped in the passes where they're a little bit weak. I think that uh, kind of middle of the field, deep shots, uh, they just struggle against like explosive plays. I think Njoku and Amari Cooper make a lot of sense this week. I think both are going to have good games. Uh, The crazy, the Browns are throwing 65% of early downs with Flacco as quarterback, which is the highest in the league. Uh, 25% of their runs go for negative yardage since Nick Chubb went out, which is crazy it just lines up to like it makes sense and they have they Stefanski's leaning into it they're just throwing the ball a ton
2: yeah flacco's thrown for 300 plus in four straight games and uh you know he's made it look rel- he's looked good doing it like it it hasn't looked fluky yeah
1: uh, he's going to throw some picks which is uh we we'll, when we talk defense in a second like he's going to make some mistakes i think the path to Houston winning this game is like you, 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 as you look at the box score at the end, it's like a game where Flacco throws three interceptions and they fumble once, something like that. Um, I just think, I think their defense is clearly the strongest unit of the four on this in this game. Um, I think Flacco's got turned over for them uh, for Houston to win the game. Real quick, before we go to other positions, talk to me about CJ Stroud. Really tough matchup, but indoors. uh, He's obviously been really good. Uh, all year long, he's uh, he looked pretty good last week. I think he was two sixty four and two touchdowns last week. Uh, but Cleveland's second NFL defense, uh, second pass DVOA, uh, they're going to get after Stroud. They're going to make him. They're going to make him get off his spot. They're going to rush him hard. They're going to blitz. Uh, do you find yourself playing Stroud at all?
2: Um, I think I will have some Stroud in in tournaments. Um, I don't love it, but the argument is you know it's just sort of a bet on talent thing, and then. Uh, he really only has to beat one player. I mean, not really, but if you he really right. only has to beat Flacco, let's just figure that Tua and Mahomes, you know, that game's lower scoring. Both of them score under 20 fantasy points. So, really, it's just, you know, who's going to score more, Collins or, sorry, Stroud or Flacco? You know, yeah. Houston can win this game. Uh, sure. even if they lose this game, say, if, you know, Ford and Kareem Hunt run a couple touchdowns in and the Texans are playing from behind all game. Um, so yeah, I I do have some interest in Stroudy. It's a very tough matchup, though.
1: Yeah, kind of a fun game, though. Like I think that uh, everybody's like, oh, this is the Saturday morning game, but I think it's kind of it's a game I want to watch. I think it has some some interesting aspects. You get Flacco and Stroud, like completely different ends of the the, the career spectrum. I think it'll be uh, a lot of fun there. Uh, what about uh, what about running backs on this slate? Uh, Devin A. Chan is six thousand eight hundred. We think most it's going to play, but how much, how well, et cetera, is kind of up in the air, especially when you get him in the cold. Isaiah Pacheco, 6,400. I assume everybody will just have Isaiah Pacheco. It's kind of the way I went into this. And then you've got uh, – so that's the Miami KC. In the other game, you've got uh, Singletary's 5,700, Jerome Ford, 5,500, Kareem Hunt, 4,700. This is a two-game slate, so, you know, kind of everybody's live is, is kind of the kind of the, the way you go there. But um, I assume Achan Pacheco will be the two running backs on a ton of teams.
2: Uh, yeah, I think so, too. P- Pacheco, for sure. He's kind of just like a no-brainer, especially for cash games. Um, I'm seeing Devin Singletary next. Okay, All right. um, I think it's really just because he projects for more touches than the rest of the running backs. You know, Cleveland have two and Miami have two with Mostert back. Um, yeah, Singletary's nobody...
1: averaging 20 touches a game the last nine games. They've really used him a ton.
2: Yeah, and you'd think... You know he's going to be involved in the heavily in the game plan again to to deal with Miles Garrett and that defense. You know teams have had some rushing success at times against Cleveland, and you know Singletary is live to catch a few passes as well. So I think people will feel comfortable with him and Pacheco and Cash games. Um, I think you're right from the Miami side. A Chan will be. Considerably more popular than Mostert. Pretty much nobody's going to play Mostert on this slate, so that's that's a GPP option if uh, if somebody wants to take a chance. I like Ford. Um, I think he he has you know he could score two touchdowns in this spot. He just he caught two touchdowns from Flacco in in their last game uh, in Week 17. He's been involved in the passing game. Uh, I think he has upside for 5500. Um, so yeah, but I, Pacheco for sure, and then. Sort of decide after that. I I really like H
1: hand this week. I think that uh, I think Mike McDaniel is really smart. I think the path for Miami competing in this game is running the ball. We we talked about how good Kansas City's rush offense is. Their pa- or pass defense is their rush defense is bad. It's twenty seventh in the NFL if you look at DVOA. Whereas their pass defense is really good. The one advantage Miami has in this game is their run offense against Miami's run defense. And I'm sure Andy Reid will know that. I'm sure Spagnola will know that. They're gonna they're gonna figure that, but with Waddle's healthy and you've got Wild and Tyreek, you have to play the pass. I think the way for Miami to win this game, stay in this game, is, is run the ball. H um, Han's HN, stats are crazy. He only he had 100, only had 103 carries in the year, but 800 yards. That's a 7.8 yards per carry, which is a insane, bonkers number. That's like the double of some guys. I know that uh, I know that they use him in different ways, but like that's a crazy number. He's explosive. I think he's gonna if they're gonna stick in this game, he's got to hit one, two, maybe three big plays, some big chunk plays. Um, I really like HN. I think that I think that uh him against the Kansas Rushdie
2: is the one advantage Miami has in this game. Uh yeah, I really like that call. You sold me. I think he's gonna end up coming in as like the fourth most popular, too. I think he'll end God, up I seeing love, Ford more that. popular because of the price. Singletary and Pacheco for sure. Um so yeah, I think that's a really good angle on this slate. I don't think he'll end up being crazy popular. Yeah, I, not being crazy popular makes me like him even
1: more. I really like. I really like. I think that's just this the way. You know, obviously they get down deep, but I think the way this game's going to work with how cold it is, I don't think there's. I mean, there's gonna, I'd be surprised if it was a blowout unless you get some turnovers and that kind of stuff. I just think McDaniel has to lean in the run game. He knows if I know the stats, I promise you, he knows the stats times ten. Like they're way smarter than we are. Um, I think he has to try and exploit that at least to start the game. I think that's his one advantage, but. Uh, what about receivers? You mentioned kind of the big question on this slate is whether or not you play Tyreek. He's 8,700 on DraftKings. Um, and then everybody else in the mid range Nico Collins, 7,000. Amari, 6,800. Rishi Rice, 66. Waddle, 65. Then you jump down to some cheaper guys. We'll hit to a second. But uh, are you leaning towards playing Tyreek? Could you find yourself easily getting him in the lineup? I guess if you play A Chan and Pacheco, it gets a little tougher. If you play Mahomes, obviously it gets even tougher. But if you play Flacco, you can do it. Uh, what is your feeling on. Uh, how Tyreek plays he was eight for 62 on 10 targets against Kansas City last game they played him really well um but you know tough matchup but it's the guy that led the NFL in receiving yards and receiving touchdowns so you know sometimes nice matchup may not matter there
2: yeah um I don't think I'd get there in cash games okay um, do you play
1: uh do you play find yourself playing less cash games on a short slate or how do you kind of work your uh your what
2: you play there that's a good question um There aren't as many offered, so yeah, yeah, it will be less. Um, But I made a point to play some because I I do think there's some edge on this slate. Um, But yeah, you know, it will be a little less Um, anyways for, for tournaments though. And just, yeah, for tournaments, I like Tyreek because I think that those three mid range wide receivers are all going to be more popular than them. Actually I know that they all are going to be more popular Amari Collins and Rasheed Rice and you don't nor you don't really get in a, a lot of opportunities on two game slates where Tyreek Hill isn't chalk. So you right. know even though it's a tough matchup, obviously he still has a ceiling in him. So yeah, I do I do have some interest in tournaments for cash games. I think Amari Amari is the first guy in um ha- has to be, right? Like that 265 is just going to flash in everybody's mind when they make a lineup. Has to be. Yeah. yeah. Uh He's in the best spot. He projects the best, you know, in the better game environment. Yeah, that's a pretty easy click, I think. I think he'll end up being the most popular. Then you got to decide on Collins and Rice. Kind of go either way on that one. I lean towards Nico Collins just because of everything we mentioned with the weather. And
1: yeah,
2: Collins was great last week. Probably going to be playing from behind.
1: So, my question for you in this range, you mentioned Collins, Cooper, and Rice, all gonna be popular. Um, I like all three. I mean, I think the Mari, you know, sticks out in a huge amount. Um, I tend to probably lean more rice, uh, just based on the dolphins kind of struggling against wide receiver ones. He's sixth in NFL in the targets in the last six weeks. And I know Mahomes hasn't been Mahomes, but man, you still give me his top rec- top wide receiver target. It's uh, I kind of like that. But we talk about those three guys, you know, Nick Collins was huge last week. Does this mean that nobody has Jalen Waddle at 6,500?
2: Yeah, I was hoping that's where you were going to go. Yeah, nobody's going to have Waddle. Like, the the other three will be, you know, over 50% owned probably, and then Waddle will be half of that, you know, 25 or less, um, which is, yeah, just nothing on a two-game slate. So, again, like, the Dolphins are just great tournament plays on this slate.
1: I was going to say, the way you lay out Waddle, Tyreek, and A-Chan, like, it seems like hitting the right Miami guy, there's going to be a right Miami guy. There's two games. Like, they're going to score some points. Uh, hitting the right Miami game is going to be the key here because they, uh, they're they all going to be under-owned, including Tua and, uh, you know, hitting the right guys there. And the interesting thing with KC is, like, they're really good against wide receiver ones. They've not been as good as wide receiver twos. I think they're going to focus to take Tyreek out. I think that's just – I think Tyreek is going to be their game plan. They're going to try and figure out, I mean, he's the best receiver in the NFL this year. If are to try figure out how to, how to stop him. Uh, Waddle has eight-plus targets in five – this has five less healthy games. I know he left early in the other game. Um, you know, how healthy will he be in the cold? But I think that uh, – he's going to have some one-on-one chances to make
2: some plays. Yep. I agree. Um, Hopefully the game just doesn't end like 17 to 10 or something.
1: Right. Or like, or like eight, eight to five or something like that. Right. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I, I I like, I think it's interesting for a two game slate. We've got some spots where you're going to have big name, Popular, talented players who are not very highly owned. And I did not think we'd get that when I started looking the slate, but I think with uh, with especially with Waddle, you're going to get some some shots in there. And I you know, I think that uh, if you can find of the Collins, Cooper, Rice, if you can find one that you like Waddle more than you've got it, you've got a chance for some interesting levers there. Mm-hmm. Uh, lower dollar guys. Uh, Noah Brown is 5100. He kind of like lurking alone in his by himself in that range. And then you drop way down. You've got uh, Elijah Morris 4000. Um, you've got it. And then you got like the Kansas City guys, uh, MVS, McCall Hardman, Justin Watson down in the threes. You got uh, the third Miami guy, Cedric Wilson um, is, you know, maybe if Waddle isn't fully healthy, that's an interesting spot. Uh, David Bell, uh, but he has it for Cleveland, but he hasn't played a lot when when Cooper and Moore are healthy kind of I kind of toss out the stats from last week there. Uh, what are you doing with cheap receivers here? Because uh, there's not like an obvious uh, glaring uh, obvious one here.
2: Nope, there's not much at all. Yeah. Um, it's it probably I think, which is probably Elijah Moore, right? Yep, I think Elijah Moore is the best, and that's yeah. you know that's kind of saying how bad the cheap range is. Yeah. Um, Which I think that's part of what will drive, you know, Tyreek and A Chan's ownership down a little bit because you can make mid-range or more balanced lineups that that look. Really good because the punts don't look really good. Like, do you want to take a chance on one of these KC guys? Oof, I don't know. Um, you nah. look,
1: you look at McCall Hardman, he was six for 77, 11 targets last week, but that was with Blaine Gabbert. That was with you know them not playing hard. But man, I like, I you can, you can get lucky with MVS or Justin Watson, but like, I can't talk you into any of them because there's nothing to talk you into,
2: right? Um, yeah, we saw Hardman with 11 targets last week, that was without Kelsey and Rice, yeah. Um, and without Mahomes, like it's it's kind of
1: irrelevant. But like maybe they saw something there. I mean, it's not like he's he's been there in the past. They've used him before. Like he's fast, he's explosive. As long as he's active, like maybe they saw something last week and they they give him a try. But I mean, there's there's nobody else next to Rice, so why not?
2: Right. Um, yeah, I, I really don't want to take a chance on one of these KC guys. I think Watson probably plays the most snaps. That would be my guess out of the yeah. ones not named uh, Rice um yeah. they I mean, sign- it's, a two, it's a two game slate you're you, you need some luck anyway
1: so maybe they one of them hits a big play but you're really just I mean it's a, it's a Hail Mary
2: yeah like I I also I just I f- I figure that Kelsey will get more targets than usual you know because it's the playoffs and then Rice yep. will get targets and then Pacheco like I like I don't see any of these cheap guys getting more than a couple targets but maybe that's all they need if they hit a big one um yeah, we'll have to wait on the Texans news. Um, I think Noah Brown did return to practice, limited yesterday. Same with Robert Woods. Um, you know, you'd like one of those guys to sit, and then the other one might be an okay play. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think Moore's probably the best, though. Moore's the safest. But, again, he hasn't been getting many targets either With with when Cooper and, and Amari – or, sorry, when Amari and, and Joku are both out there.
1: Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, it's just a thing with Elijah. Like, he just plays a lot. Like, it's just, it, it seems simple, but like at 4,000 indoors with a quarterback who's going to throw the ball a lot, he plays a ton of snaps when he's healthy. And I think that's, uh, you know, kind of the, maybe the most important thing there, but it's a tough range. I mean, uh, I think Cedric Wilson's the guy you could, if you wanted to like kind of wing in a prayer, like if Waddle, maybe Waddle gets hurt in the first quarter, can't really go in the cold. Like, I think that he becomes the number two guy there pretty quickly and uh, you know he's he's played 40 plus snaps the last 5 games so it's not just a waddle thing like he's on the field as a third receiver a lot if i had to go someone under 4000 i don't want to play elijah like maybe i'm playing flacco cooper or flacco cooper and injoku and, and i'm like i don't want another guy um, i'd probably move to Cedric Wilson at 3800 if i had to pick someone in this in this low range
2: yeah, I think that's a good call. I mean, every game, one of one of the Dolphins' wide receivers goes in the tent, you know. So it's, it's every <laughs> if not, single game, if, if not both. Yeah, right. So yeah, Cedric Wilson's always out there.
1: Tight end is weirdly stacked in this two game slate. Uh, we've got. It's weird. The tight ends are so much better on this late than the other one. But uh, Travis Kelsey, 6,100 on uh, DraftKings, 7,200 on FanDuel. Uh, David Njoku, 5,600 on DraftKings, 7,000 on FanDuel. And you got Dalton Schultz down here too, 4,400 on DraftKings. He's 5,900 on FanDuel. And then you've also got a punt option. Durham Smythe at 3,000, uh, 56, 54, and 30 yards last three weeks. Like that is not a horrible punt option at 3,000. Hasn't scored all year, so maybe he's due. But uh, are you uh, – I guess the question is, are you playing uh, – kelsey or njoku if you're picking between the two do you have a preference
2: uh my preference is for njoku but i do like kelsey more than most weeks here i mean he's got I, a. I do i got a pretty big kelsey vibe this week yeah uh, i kind of do too and he's at a crazy discount i mean he hadn't been priced under seven thousand all season and now he's all the way down to 61 i mean he's yeah, just on almost, a,
1: a two-game slate too that's kind of wild. yeah
2: skipped the whole 6k range. Um, I believe, you know, Kelsey has 90 plus receiving yards in 10 straight playoff games or something. Um, he hasn't been doing that this season. Um, but I don't know. I kind of feel like he'll be more involved in the game plan, especially with the weather. I feel like they're going to want to get him a lot of shorter looks and see what he can do with them. Um, and no no one wants to tra- tra- tackle Travis kelsey in the cold right <laughs> <laughs> another good point yeah so I, I do have some interesting kelsey here um definitely interested in injoku he's been great uh, do you have a,
1: you have any issues with the kelsey and Njoku lineups
2: no i think I double tight I, end is great on this slate yeah i, mean, I, I do too and
1: with the with the mid-range receivers i think there's so many options there it wouldn't be as popular as it would be if there weren't all those mid-range receivers i think that i think kelsey and injoku
2: is uh really really interesting Yeah, me too. I even think you could use Dalton Schultz um, just because we just talked about how the punt wide receivers aren't good at all. So why not use a tight end instead? But um, yeah, and Joku, I mean, he's turned into a star since Flacco became the starter. Um, At least six catches in four straight, four touchdowns, over 20 fantasy points in three of the last four. And I mean, we've seen great,
1: great, great matchup too. like this fits perfectly for what he does. Great
2: matchup, yeah. I mean, we've seen seen him over a hundred yards twice. I mean, he's got a big ceiling now.
1: uh Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a fun uh, it's a fun tight end like You mentioned uh, you know Schultz back last week with C.J. Stroud, uh, seven targets. Like he's been over forty yards three last four. Like he's not huge, but he's always involved. You can see him catching a touchdown. um It's interesting. I didn't think we get four usable tight ends. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Usable. It might be a little bit tough with Smythe, but. Um, you know, guys you can talk yourself into are guys that work salary-wise. It's it's kind of interesting that it's such a good tight end slate. Uh, real quick before we get to Sunday, uh, defenses. You have a uh, strong preference here. It feels like people will play Cleveland or Houston. Cleveland's 3,300. Houston's 3,000. Uh, KC and Miami are 29 and 28, respectively, on uh, on DraftKings. Um, mm, d- tell me who your preference is. They're all kind of the same price range. Who are you going to play?
2: Yeah, I actually think Chiefs are going to end up the most popular. All right. I did not. I wouldn't have guessed that. Um, people are just going to see that total dropping the weather there and the dolphins with the lowest implied total on the other side. I think you're just, you're going to want people, or you're going to see people just wanting to stack the Cleveland Houston game. Um, but you know, the difference in popularity is not going to be crazy between the chiefs, Texans and Browns. Um, I do think the chiefs will be highest, but yeah, I have some interest in the Browns always do with miles Garrett, especially on a small slate. And it's not, not just miles Garrett. Their, their defense is good overall. Um, but yeah, I think the chiefs for cash games is who I have right now. Uh, they just, they fit perfectly uh, in a lineup I'm looking at.
1: I, uh, I like Cleveland and Houston more than both the other defenses. I think uh, I think if the weather hits, there's going to be a lot of runs, a lot of uh, running the clock, a lot of low score. And low score doesn't always mean great things for the fantasy defenses. I just uh, you know I, I think that the uh, I think both Cleveland and Houston make more sense to me. Cleveland has multiple sacks in five straight. We don't need to talk about the Cleveland defense. It's awesome. They're really good. They'll get after the quarterback. You mentioned Miles Garrett. Uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna make things uh, you know a little sketchy for CJ Stroud. But then Houston, like, it's Joe Flacco. Like, I know he's been great, but he has interceptions in all of those five games. He has eight picks in those five games. Like, the Mm -hmm. stats have been great fantasy-wise, DraftKings, FanDuel, all the stuff that you talked about, we talked about, makes sense for fantasy stats, but he has been turning the ball over. Um, Houston's really had some big sack games in there. Uh, They don't always get them, but, man, both pass – Grenard, I think it's Grenard, I always mispronounce his name, and uh, Will Anderson practiced uh, on Thursday. I think they're both going to play – if Houston's the lowest uh rostered in this group, I really like them. I think that they're gonna who knows if they make the plays, but they're gonna Flago's gonna give them two or three chances to make big plays. And in a slate like this, one big play on defense might make a huge difference.
2: Yeah, you make a lot of great points. Um I don't think they'll be the lowest. I think the Dolphins will be the the one no, right, right. yeah, yeah. Well, no one, uh, no one play Miami. You're right. A lot of great but, a lot of great points. Yeah um
1: cool well, let's jump into uh sunday i think uh, sunday is uh sunday's got the uh, the, the higher total games i'm kind of glad that both high total games are on sunday it makes it a little more interesting if they if one had been on each day i think it would have been like too obvious to stack games but first a note from our sponsors at fanduel tackle millions in prizes all playoffs long in fanduel fantasy contests if you're new to fantasy there's no better time to get in the action because right now new customers get a 100 deposit match up to 100 dollars Playing fantasy for huge class prizes on Fandle is fun and exciting. Just draft your lineup and watch your team move up the leaderboard. As we talked earlier, Fandle is interesting at quarterback on the Saturday slate. Uh, you know Mahomes and, and Flacco are so much closer priced than other slates that uh, it uh, it makes uh, it makes Mahomes a little more interesting, I think. There, plus on Fanduel you can choose from full slate contests featuring multiple games, single game contests, single season long best ball contests, beginner only contests, which are all great for learning the ropes and more. And when you win, you get paid instantly. could kick off fantasy season 100% deposit match up to $100. Go to FanDuel.com to start playing for huge cash prizes today.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: So, Ryan, we got the Sunday slate. We've got uh, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo's biggest favorite of the weekend in a lo- in the lowest total of the weekend. It is a wild. You don't usually get that big of a uh, of a spread difference with that low of a total. Uh, the implied total of this game is Buffalo 23, Pittsburgh 13. It's a 35 and a half point over under. Buffalo's favorite by 10. Gabe Davis just ruled out, by the way, about five minutes ago. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm keeping everybody on their toes here. I got uh, breaking news coming up. So, that uh, opens up some other uh, options for Buffalo. Um, Green Bay and Dallas, your Packers headed to uh, Jerry World. Dallas favored by seven, over under there, 50 and a half. Big number for this season. And then Rams and Lions, uh, the big, uh, the Matthew Stafford uh, goes back to Detroit game. Detroit's first home playoff game since 1993, which seems almost impossible. You say it out loud. They haven't a home playoff game in 30 years. They haven't won a playoff game. Road, away, neutral site, anything since 1991 longest drought in all of sports not the nfl but all four sports to win a playoff game uh it's been 20 what is, it, what is that 33 years since a playoff win that is a crazy stat uh detroit favored by three over under 51 and a half everybody in the world loves the rams uh this week uh what do you think about the slate because i think uh, these two nfc games are a lot of fun
2: yeah i can't wait to watch them yeah. um or dfs i think it makes things very tough uh, it does you know, we didn't have many fifty-point totals all season, and now we have two of them on a three-game slate. With the
1: other, with the other one in the mid-thirties too.
2: It's a right. crazy, the crazy mid-thirties, and the other one includes, you know, Josh Allen and uh, a bunch of underpriced Bills who yeah. normally would be popular, but yeah, and, and
1: potentially snow and thirty-mile-an-hour winds, by the way.
2: Yeah. So. That's a good segue. I think, you know, the weather and that total and it's going to keep people off that game and off the bills in general. Um, and then people will, you know, try to decide which of those other two games is going to shoot out. Maybe try to pick pieces from both. Um, yeah. I don't know, you know, I haven't decided yet. Um, I think it's probably a better idea to focus on one of them and maybe hope the other one goes under, um, so, yeah, this
1: In a three game slate that makes a lot of sense. Um, Percentage wise, uh, you know we've got we've got the I guess we've got five quarterbacks. I don't. I think I think we just kind of cross Mason Rudolph off. Is that are you are you good with that? Yeah, I'm good um, with that. I mean they have the implied total of thirteen. It's gonna be bad weather. Like if you want to play Mason Rudolph for a wing and a prayer, like good luck. But I don't even think that's worth that. Don't do um, it. Do you uh, among the other quarterbacks like who's gonna be? Do you have a like? Is there a clear outstanding who's gonna be more popular? I feel like all. Those other five quarterbacks are kind of in play, but I was curious what uh, what you're seeing percentage wise on those guys.
2: Uh, I think Dak is going to be the most popular, but not by a lot. And I think Josh Allen might be near the bottom, um, and then you'll have those the guys in the six K range. Probably Goff, the second most popular, um, just because he's cheaper and the lions are home favorites and so he'll he'll project a little better so i think it will be dak the most popular and golf second would be my guess i was hoping you say golf a little bit lower because i do i do really like them this week uh who do you think do you think that
1: uh do you think green bay hangs in this game you're the packers fan give me your thoughts on how you think this game kind of uh, plays out
2: yeah i could see it going either way um the argument for them hanging in there is jordan love's been really good lately yep. um the defense has been playing better. He, his pass catchers are healthy. Aaron Jones is healthy. They've been scoring points, so they could stay around. And, you know, this is, it's Dallas, you know, you're never quite sure what you're going to get. I mean, you know, they're never a sure thing, even when you think they might be. Yeah.
1: I think I they're, I think they're really good too. But yeah, there's, they, I, I can't lie to you and tell you it doesn't sink in my head like what they've done the last few years early in the playoffs. And I think they're really good. Like, I think they are the legit, like, worry for the. I think the Rams and the, and then Dallas are both really good, but I think Dallas is the real, like, the team that can go in San Francisco and, and and win that game. Um, so, you know, I was hope, I was actually hoping that Niners were going to win last week late in that game because I wanted Dallas and the Rams to play each other in week one. Like, that would have been best for everybody involved, but it didn't work out that way. Green Bay is fascinating to me. Like, they were, they won six of their last eight to get in the playoffs. Jordan Love is like passed the stat test, the eye test, everything there. Man, Dallas is insane at home. The only team in the NFL that didn't lose a game at home all year. Outscored teams by 21 and half points in their eight home games, which is an insane stat in the modern-day NFL. Um, I'm hoping Green Bay hangs. I think the way they hang is is kind of a shootout, though. They've got to find a way to get points. They've got good weapons. Um, I don't think that there's any way Dallas doesn't score. Um, you know, Green Bay's defense is not very good. Sorry to say that. I know that you already know that, but they're uh, they you know they've been a little better hanging in games, but they uh, they have not played well most of this year. Um, I think I think the only way to hang for Green Bay is just to score probably twenty seven points something like that.
2: Yep, I think you nailed it. I really like Dallas too. Their offense has been great this season. I don't think the Packers are going to be able to stop them. Uh, they might. They'll need a fortunate break or two, interception, fumble, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, Dak, I think that,
1: Dak would never do that in a big game stop.
2: That's what I'm talking about. You yep. never know.
1: You never know. <laughs> Um, do you, are you like everybody else in the entire world that thinks the, uh, the Rams are winning this game?
2: I'm kind of disappointed to hear that because, you know, I don't necessarily have a strong take, but I would lean Rams. Yeah. I don't, I just, just for, I just think staff, I, I like how Stafford's been playing. I think he's the better quarterback and sort of when I, when I'm torn, I side with the quarterback that I like better. All, all other things being equal, which I think they kind of are um but they were they were three and six going into their bye. the rams
1: they've won seven of eight and the only loss in there was a walk-off punt return at baltimore who i think we can say is the best team in the nfl like i think as a niners fan i can admit that they beat us head-to-head uh dvoa all the stats that's their only loss last two months is a walk-off punt return on the road in baltimore wow i didn't realize
2: that what a run
1: it's a crazy run. I mean, they were 3 and 6, so now they would they end up 10 and 10 and no 7. No one really
2: had them doing anything this season. I mean, Stafford is just Dude, He's they always were, been at, underrated.
1: At 3 and 6, there was talk out here that they were like going for a draft pick. Like they're going to get uh, they're going to get one of the high draft picks and you have to think about whether you want to draft a quarterback. It's crazy how fast it swung. I don't I don't think they were ever going to be nearly that bad, but man, they have they have turned it up in a huge way to finish uh would well, they fin- they finished 10 and 7. I'm doing the math right. Yeah, they finished 10 and 7. Um, they average 6.8 yards per play with their four studs on the field: Stafford, Nakua, Cup, and Kyron Williams. Like with those four guys in the field, they are a nasty, nasty offense.
2: They are. Um, you know, you can see why this total is over 50. I was just gonna, you know, try, try to convince myself maybe this game goes under, but it's hard. You know, you you said it; the offense is so good. Detroit's offense too at home. They've been pretty good too. You can see this game going back and forth. I mean, games at Ford Field seem to shoot out quite a bit. I mean, this, you know, you have each each quarterback going against their former team. Um you feel, you feel bad for Lions fans, right? Like, you get
1: your first home in 30 years, and the guy that you love is coming in on the other side. Like, that sucks. Like, I get it. Oh, I
2: didn't, I never thought of it that way, but yeah. I mean, I gained there
1: 30 years, and you got to go and root against, like, they love, they love Matthew Scafford. He didn't leave on bad terms. Like, I think kind of just made sense for both of them and kind of worked out for both teams. Um, I love this game. This is like my favorite game of the weekend by far. I cannot wait to sit down and watch this game. Um, I'm against everybody else. I said all that about the Rams. I think the Lions are going to win this game. I think that uh, Lions are really good at home. Uh, Lions lead the NFL with us uh, scoring TDs on 35% or 35% of their possessions led, led the NFL in home touchdown percentage. I just think the Rams defense is the issue here. They're 22nd in DVOA. I think Detroit's going to get after them. They have a good game plan. They have great weapons. Uh, I think this game is going to shoot out, but I think the, I think the Lions get it done at the end, but I think we're looking at like a 38, 34. I think it's going to be a, a shootout game.
2: Yeah. I kind of think you're right. Um, it's going to bury all of my playoff best ball teams because, uh, do you have none, you, none of None of either. Well, you couldn't really get any of them if you wanted to, you know, you have to plan for the super bowl. And so if you wanted to get yeah. like 49ers or Ravens or bills or cowboys, you know, you had to take them early when other people were taking, you know, the Rams and right. the lions who look really good this week. And, you know, you're going to look really good to advance out of the first round, but but yeah, the winner the winner either goes to play at San Francisco or at Dallas, right? So like naturally, I didn't end up with a lot of those players. So I sort of like need a miracle to advance from round one, and then my teams are stacked for for the rest of the way. So how many how
1: many teams in a in that uh, are drafting in those leagues? Like twelve teamer,
2: six. So six, okay. And and you roster six players. Okay. one quarterback one running back two wide receivers tight so you're obviously stats.
1: you're obviously stacking
2: the crap on teams then right try yes at least. Uh, yes you the goal, win. Yeah. yeah the goal is to get you to be able to make a full lineup come Super Bowl but you get no you obviously get no stats from Niners and ravens this week at all exactly that's what yeah. makes it so tough so you know all of your you have 49ers stacks right now you're relying on guys like you know Chris Godwin and Jaden Reed yep. to like pull it out for you this week, you know? So it's interesting. That is, uh, that is pretty fascinating. Now I I'll play a couple of playoff
1: contests. I didn't do any best ball ones, but I will play in a couple that uh, it's, it's, I actually think it's a fun setup by the NFFC has a contest. that's really fun. Like multipliers. You have to pick who wins essentially to do well by the end, but it's a, it's kind of a fun setup. You have to make some tough decisions. Um, so let's get into the quarterbacks here. Uh, we've got uh, we got Josh Allen eight thousand. We haven't even really talked about that game. I, I just I think he's going to probably be really under rostered this week. Uh, Dak seventy six hundred on uh, DraftKings. Uh, Stafford sixty five. Love sixty three. Jared Goff sixty two. So there's a pretty big difference between Allen and uh, Goff. The differences are a little bit less on FanDuel. Uh, Goff is more expensive than Love and Stafford on FanDuel, right? Uh, but below uh, Dak and Allen are still uh, much higher. Uh, I'm leaning golf of this mix, just based on how I think this game works out. Um, I wouldn't argue against Stafford either. It's hard already against Dak. You know, uh, Green Bay's at 26 in DVOA against the pass. Like, if Dak wants to eat, I think they're going to eat. And so is CD. Um, how do you pick quarterback out of this group? Because there's uh, there's five uh, five very playable guys.
2: Yeah, um, I think from a cash game optimal sense, you go golf or Dak. Uh, they they project the best, and they're going to be the most popular. So. If you can get up to that expensive range, Dak has the highest ceiling, but golf projects as maybe a better value being all the way down to 6,200. For tournaments, though, for tournaments, I'm going to switch it up. Um, I definitely have some interest in Stafford. I think I might play some Jordan Love yeah. um, just because they're going to be, I think, considerably, you know, like maybe half as popular as – as Dak and Goff. Um, And and then Josh Allen. What
1: what does he get credit? LaFleur is a really, really good coach.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: I don't think he gets mentioned with the top guys. Like he turned the season around really well. He's turned Jordan Love around. He's really good. And I think he's going to go in with a really good, I mean, I don't know if they have enough talent to win this game, but LaFleur is going to know how to attack this game. They're going to have to score. I think he knows that. I think he knows they're not going to stop Dallas. I think they come out, they come out aggressive. I think that's going to be, and if they get behind, that's great for Love too. I think in a tournament love makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, about LaFleur too. Uh, yeah. You know, in Wisconsin and in Green Bay, uh I'm not sure the majority of the people think like that. I think he gets um I don't know. I, I think uh, people weren't too happy with him and I and I'm on the other side of that. I think he did a pretty good job. I think he yeah. Don't uh, don't don't let him go. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, I just, I have some interest in love for tournaments and also Stafford. Josh Allen's the interesting one. Um, is he, is he fifth
1: most popular in this group?
2: Yeah, I think fifth most popular. And then that's that's wild for a three game slate. And then digs just will be, I mean, way down the list. I mean, do you
1: think no Gabe Davis bumps him up that list
2: a bunch, a little not A little, a little, but I still, but I think he's going to be less popular than CD, Amanra cup, Puka. So like all of them. So, I mean, you know, I know that these other two games look so good and the bills game has a 35 total or whatever, but just from an ownership perspective, yeah, it might be worth taking a chance on. I mean, the slate's tough. I mean, like I I haven't even figured out what I'm going to do yet, but that's, that's interesting. Makes sure makes me want to throw one uh Allen Diggs lineup in there though. Yeah, I mean Diggs down all the I mean, way down it to might, It four. might be done
1: by eleven thirty Pacific time uh when I'm watching games, but man, if he they throw two touchdowns in the first half, you're like, man, I gotta I gotta lead here. I'm gonna I'm gonna hope for some some carnage in the later games and hope they don't shoot out quite as much to do. But you could play you could play Allen Diggs and then a couple of pieces in the other game. And just hope you hit those pieces right. Yep. So, yeah uh running back uh, there's no expensive guys uh i mean super expensive kyron williams is the most expensive on drafting 7300 he's 9000 on Fanduel. he is pretty high there um but we've got kyron williams 7300 james cook 66 jameer gibbs 65 aaron jones 63 and tony pollard 61 we'll get to the, the pittsburgh guys in a second after that but that's uh and, and david montgomery's in that too he's 6200 but that's like six guys i'm gonna call them in the same range from 61 to 73 uh what do you do to kind of figure out the right guy on this slate
2: um, I think Pollard will end up being the most popular. Uh, yeah, that's kind of who I like the most, too. You know, it, it makes sense. He's all the way down to 6,100 for some reason. Um, and Because he's bad all year? Yeah, you know, but he he would have been, like, kind of popular in this spot if he was 6,600, 6,700. Yeah, I mean, so he's kind of at a discount. You know, the Cowboys have the highest implied total, a nice yep. home matchup, you know, against a not great defense. So I think you start with Pollard. Um, and then I think the decision after that is between Kyron and Aaron Jones, at least that's my decision, uh, for, from a cash game sense. And just looking at who's going to be the most popular, I think the most, the three most popular backs will be Pollard, Kyron and Aaron Jones. And then, you know, Gibbs might creep up there too. Um, and then after that, all the other guys will be kind of considerably less popular. So I think there's some interesting. You think, you think James Cook is pretty unpopular then? Yeah, I wouldn't say unpopular. Let's say let's say those other guys I mentioned are around forty percent. Cook maybe twenty five. Okay, that's a pretty that's a pretty big drop for the team that has the biggest is the biggest favorite and as a, as
1: a running back, you hope that you know second half they're running him a lot. But uh, he has a quiet couple of weeks after a really good run. But I think that's an interesting one. The, the interesting one to me is is Kyron because it's he's been. With CMAC, maybe the best running back, like last month and a half, two months in the NFL. I mean, look at his last three games 152, 104, 87. But the 87 game, he had three touchdowns. But Detroit's the number one rush team in the NFL by DVOA. Like, this is a this is a tough matchup. They, uh, they stopped the run really well. They're really tough up front. Kyron's been awesome on any catch the ball in the backfield. It's just one of those things where you probably get the best guy in the slate, but going against the best, uh, best of the six run defenses in the slate.
2: Yep. Um, you're right. Uh, Kyron's. he succeeded in like every matchup. I was just everything. M- right. I remember that Baltimore game where like, I can't
1: play That's the that one. Baltimore. Right. But he looked awesome in that game.
2: I was just, uh, yeah, I just went to check that out. He rushed for 115 again, 114 against them on 25 <laughs> carries and three yeah. catches. You know, he did well against Cleveland as well. Um, but I hear you. Yeah. It's a tough matchup. It is. Uh,
1: but I, 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 I don't want to say Kyron's is matchup proof, but man, he's getting pretty darn close to that.
2: He is. I agree. Yeah. For set, he's not like crazy expensive at 73. Um, Do you think cook is a little bit interesting though, because he's not going to be popular. Like what, what it is, is people are so many people are married to projections these days. And because of the other two games have 50 point totals, the running backs in those games just project so well. And on the other side of that, the running back in a game with a 35 point total that, you know, has blowout potential is not going to project well. So it's just going to mean that, yeah, Cook's ownership will stay down to 20% range, which.
1: I like that as a play on Sunday.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: The Detroit guys are tough. Um, you know, Gibbs 6,500 on uh, DraftKings, Montgomery 62. They're both, they're both in the mid sevens on FanDuel. They just split carry so much. It's like, you're just kind of hoping for the touchdown from Montgomery or hoping the big play from Gibbs. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd probably lean Gibbs. I think the explosiveness there and the the ceiling's higher, but. You know, Montgomery might score two short touchdowns and then blows down of the water. They're just they're just hard to figure. And I'm not sure there's a way to really figure them. And you know, based on the game, it's gonna be a close high scoring game. I'm not sure that really affects anything. If Detroit was favored by a bunch, maybe I'd lead Montgomery if they were an underdog, maybe I lean Gibbs, but in the middle. Um, I don't know. I think you're kind of just you're kind of just picking and choosing at this point.
2: Yeah, I think he broke it down perfectly. I'd side with Gibbs because he at least has some receiving upside. Um yeah. can score long touchdowns.
1: Let's talk about the cheaper guys here. There aren't a lot, but the, the main ones are the Pittsburgh guys. And uh, Najee Harris, I'm not sure if you've seen, over 100 yards last two weeks. Uh, he's he's back from the dead. Um, rough game script. Uh, they're 10-point underdogs. But if Pittsburgh is going to have any shot in this game, the way to do it is get some weather, run the ball, hope for Josh Allen to turn the ball over a couple times, which he has definitely done. Uh, Bills allowed 4.6 yards per carry against the run. I know they've been better lately uh, on defense, but their run defense is kind of the way to get them. Uh, Najee had five targets last week. Have I done anything to talk you into Najee Harris? or still uh, not not interested?
2: Um, you got me to think about it. That least. was
1: uh, that was kind of my goal.
2: I just yeah, think
1: that it probably doesn't. And if it Buffalo gets up early, like it's dead. But I mean, it has to be Tomlin's game plan as to if they if they need if they have a chance to get this game, it's Najee Harris getting. 18-22 to touches, carries, uh, using Jalen Warren in the past game, uh, a couple big plays to Pickens or Deontay where guys miss tackles and, you know, maybe someone slips in the snow, and that's the way you do it. But, I mean, the way the game plan works out is that if they're going to hang it all, Najee has to play well, so does Jalen Warren. Um, I'm just not sure they can hang in there, but that that's the game plan at least.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm warming to it. I'm at least considering it. I mean, he could, right? He could rush for 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, yeah. You know, pretty much no running back got more disrespect than Najee before the season, throughout the season. Yeah, and Me me included, by the way. I had no interest yeah. in drafting him either. Um, It's good to see him with two massive 100-yard games in a row, um, even catching some passes recently. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. You, you, you know, I wasn't planning on it until you brought it up, but, you know, I don't think it's the worst idea. Just yeah. because of huh. his price, it allows you to afford, you know, a different kind of lineup maybe.
1: Yeah, you, you you probably can play an extra receiver, which people aren't going to be able to do, which is, uh, you know, it can be interesting because there's some really good receivers in the slate. Lastly, anything in the 4,000 at running back uh, in a slate this small, do you like play Rico Dowdle and hope Pollard gets uh, gets banged up or something like that? I don't usually do that kind of stuff. Leonard Fournette's down here. I don't, wouldn't touch that. You might have a one-yard touchdown, but I don't want any part of that. I don't, I'm don't. i not playing anyone under Jalen Warren, who's 5,100, who I, I consider. I'm not even playing. I'm sure I'm pl- playing Warren. Well, he has 26 targets the last five weeks. He has over four targets each of those weeks. Interesting piece if they get behind. I think that you could play. I think Warren could be interesting if they do get behind and you know they're 10 point underdogs. But under that, uh, I'm not messing with the oh if someone gets hurt I can get this guy. I'm just not that's not that's not the way I play these slates.
2: No, me either. Uh, I do have some interest in Warren though. Yeah, yeah. He could catch. Why can't he catch seven or eight passes? You know they're down double digits the whole game or something. Yeah. His targets last five weeks are
1: five, six, six, four, and five. Even when Najee's playing well, Warren's been getting a lot of targets. Someone in that game is gonna is gonna work out. I don't know who it is, but someone in the game is gonna work out. Um, receivers, uh, we've uh, we've kind of talked uh, kind of all the games here, but uh, Ceedee Lamb, Amon-Ra, nine thousand for Lamb on on DraftKings. Amon-Ra's eight thousand. Cup seventy five hundred. Puka seventy two. Dig seventy four. Uh, I'll stop there because that's kind of the five expensive guys. Um, as you build lineups, how many of these five are you playing? Who do you prefer? Um, but most importantly, can you play two of these? You can't play three of them, probably. Can you, I assume you try and get two of them in.
2: Yeah, you definitely can't play three of them. Yeah. Um, try to get two of them in. You know, it's it's tough to you know play the top two if you, if you want to play a CD and Amanra. Yeah, I couldn't. Tough.
1: I couldn't find my way of doing that.
2: Yeah. Um, so most of my were-
1: labs, I, I figured I was playing Amanra on one of the Rams.
2: Yeah, so it, you, me too. Um, I only I made one lineup so far, um, but yeah, I found it tough. Um, because you know, I think CD is the best option, but he's also 9,000. Yeah. Um, man, he's, since
1: since they came out of that buy, they clearly like decided they were gonna just feed him.
2: It's worked too. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think, should I or put any stock into Jair Alexander Bean? back, you know, maybe you can tell yourself a story that CD doesn't go nuts in this spot. If um, I
1: am if I am LaFleur, I do everything possible to make someone besides them beat me and accept that if it happens, it happens. And maybe it does. Like it maybe you maybe overcompensate for them and other guys beat you. But the way that Dallas has played the last eight weeks, 10 weeks, um I would do I'd game plan against CD and make someone else beat me. If they did, I'd tip my cap
2: to him. Yeah, I would too. And you know maybe that me you know and I get that's
1: not as easy as it sounds. I do fully understand that, but I would, uh, I would certainly, I would certainly, be, it would be my focus.
2: Yeah, me too, and it's, it's, it makes me want to not want to, but uh, I'm okay with fading Lamb in tournaments just because you can fit two of these other guys in. Um, and do you, then, do you think
1: you know, Laporta is going to play for Detroit?
2: That's that's what I was going to. Yeah, that. It kind of seems like it. I don't know, just from what I read. Right? it seems kind of crazy, but I think it seems like
1: he's going to play too. I think that, uh, I think he's going to play. I don't know if how good he'll be or how active, he'll be. But I think he'll play. But that I mean affects, you know, if he doesn't play, Amon like target monster even more than normal. But uh, I think he's going to play. But I, I think I, I think I still really like Amon Ra this week. I just, I just yeah. love that. I
2: just love that I, game. I did, yeah, I did like, St. Brown, you know, more before I, Laporta. I got this yeah, Laporta news. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Still like him either way, but um, I don't know, Scott. Like, I'm having trouble. Like, I kind of just like all these guys. I'm not sure. Like, do you like one, like, better than the rest for sure? Uh, You're talking in this range or just the Rams guys? No, 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 sorry, all the expensive guys.
1: Uh, I am at – I wouldn't argue against any of them, but I'm at Amon Ra and then one of the Rams. I think I'm gonna go with uh, with Puka Nakua. A little bit cheaper. Uh they played eleven games together. Uh Nakua had more yards in seven of eleven. I think he's got the more more ceiling, believe it or not. I think the cup is uh we'll get a lot of targets and catches, but I think the is kind of the bigger play guy. Great matchup too. Detroit allowed the third most yards and touchdowns to wide receivers. Like this is a great matchup for the Rams. Um uh, you can play either one. It, is is there a is there an ownership difference between the two? Are they pretty much the same or do a lot of people play Nakua over a Cup?
2: Yeah, I think Nakua will be more popular, but you know, not too close much. enough that close enough that pick the one you like more and go with it. Yeah, okay. I think so. Um I think CD and Saint Brown will be the two most popular and then Puka after that and then Cup somewhere after that. But yeah. It digs way after that. Yes. Yeah.
1: What do you do? Uh, what do you do in the mid range? I think that there's going to be some Jalen Jaden. I can't really say Jalen Jaden Reed interested at uh, 5,700 on DraftKings at Dallas for, for the Packers there, you know, really good last couple of weeks. They're still banged up at receiver. I don't, is Christian Watson going to play? I can't really figure it out. I even, I even read the news yesterday to prepare for this. And I still can't figure it out. It seems like he's still pretty questionable.
2: Seems like he's still pretty questionable. I'm kind of just going to ignore it either way. Like one of those things where if he's active, I don't know he he plays ten snaps or something, you know um it could could be something like that. um i I would like Jaden Reed either way um, been so impressed with Reed yeah uh, every time I watch him to be honest, wasn't sure necessarily how good he was when we drafted him or at the start of the season when he was getting a lot of opportunities, but he's proved it over these last couple weeks. Um, yeah he's really talented. he's clearly. Green Bay is top option, so I do have some interest there. Um,
1: Anybody else in
2: this range? I mean, Gabe
1: Davis is out now, but you've got Romeo Dubs, Dubs. I can't do it. Fifty four hundred. Uh, George Pickens and Deontay Johnson in the low fives. Uh, you know, they're not that cheap. Like it's hard to even get there. Like one of them could hit a big play. I think we saw Deontay hit the big play last week. But I mean, I could. You could. You could. You could say like they're gonna be losing, and maybe the weather holds off, and one of them hits a big play. But I just if they were in the four thousands, maybe. But I've, I'm I haven't. I'm having a hard time finding myself getting behind anybody in the five thousands aside from Reed.
2: Um, yeah, I'm with you. Um, especially there's there's multiple options in the 3K range that yeah, you can there play, really so. are.
1: There's way better options at 3K in this slate than they're on the other one. Let, let's get there. Uh we've just under five thousand, ladies in general. We got Brandon Cooks at 4900. And I think he makes a lot of sense. If you think that like we do, Green Bay focuses on Lamb. Maybe he makes some plays been he's been good the second half uh Christian Watson 4,500 if he plays sure go for it but then the 3,000 is interesting um Josh Reynolds down here at 3,800 uh you know that I'm gonna like Jamison Williams down here at 3,500 uh 16 targets last week he's playing a lot more upsiders through the roof in a playoff game like the reins are off Jamison Williams like he's gonna play as many snaps as he wants uh Demarcus Robinson 3,600 down here we talked about this Rams Lions game 16 targets last two weeks he played with Stafford 82 and 92 yards in those games uh, Khalil Shakir now with uh, with Gabe Davis out, he's thirty four hundred becomes Buffalo's second wide receiver. Uh, I can't believe how many options there are at three thousands on a, a three game slate.
2: I can't either. It's completely opposite to the other slate. It um is. And the the three the, the 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 three that you mentioned are all like good good options. And I'm talking yeah, about- they're not
1: like punt short slate mm-hmm. options. Like they're actually like I'd consider that those guys in a full slate.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like um, Demarcus Robinson, you mentioned he'll be popular. Six catches in back-to-back games, a lot of targets. Um, Jamison Williams, I'm with you, love him. Ton of upside here. And then Khalil Shakir. Now that Gabe Davis is out, Um, conditions, you know, don't really matter too much when you're thirty-four hundred. Buffalo still have a high implied total, and Shakir's a guy who runs all all types of routes. He catches short passes and deep ball. So yeah, I really like Shakir. Um, Hell, Josh Reynolds had seven targets last week. Yeah. Reynolds is there too. Like the, the, the Laporta news, I think impacts yeah. those secondary lions. Agreed. Quite a bit. Um, yeah. yeah if, he if he doesn't play like Reynolds and Jamison go up even more. Right. Oh, definitely. Definitely.
1: I mean, Khalil Shakir had six for one Oh five last week. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, With with Dave Davis playing the first, I don't know, with the first quarter and a half of that game.
2: Yeah, so they're all good plays, right? I guess I'd if you want me to try to give a take. um, If Robinson's going to be the most popular, I'd be worried. You know, with him as the clear third option behind Cup and Puka, that maybe targets get a little more. Condensed in the playoffs to those guys. But again, I'm just, you know, trying to poke some holes. I, I like the upside of jamison Williams. I like the upside of Shakir. Um, I don't know. They're all good options.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of wild that there's this many good options. I was just trying to figure out if you try and play two of these guys, how easy it is to get um Lamb and uh Amin Ra in. I'm just playing with some math here. If you go if you play Lamb Amonra, and then I just picked Jamison Shakir just to put two guys in the lineup, you have mm-hmm. uh, fifty-two hundred left for the rest of the lineup. You still a defense in there that's cheap in the 3,000. thousands. You've got six thousand. Like you can, you can actually build a, a Lamb Amonra lineup as long as you go cheap at tight end.
2: Yeah, you can do it, and you can actually even do it with Ferguson at tight end.
1: Yeah, I guess I was saying. I, I guess I just meant like not Laporta is what I
2: meant. Right. Me. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, maybe, maybe these punt options being good will lead people. I think it probably will lead people to CD and Amon-Ra lineups, at least in cash games, from what it looks like. Because you can easily fit Pollard. You can fit another 6K back I put I want. put
1: I put Pollard and Jones in. I still got Goffin.
2: Yep. So, yeah, I think you're right. That that might end up being a popular construction.
1: DraftKings asked me if I want to save that lineup. I did not want to save that lineup. I was just playing with it. But – um <laughs> Tight ends, uh, you know, it's weird. The other one had, uh, had the interesting ones. This one's tougher. I mean, Laporte is 6,000, but we don't know if he's going to play. We don't know if he's healthy, but he does play. I don't think I'm going to pay up for it, even if he plays. I just, I don't think I trust. Him. I think there's other options I like in, in kind of all over the place here, but, um, you want to play him and he's, he's, he, he, he looks to go. obviously he's the best guy on the slate, but, uh, Ferguson's 4,700. Kincaid is 46. I think both are very, very playable. Um, Kincaid's coming on as a late, his last uh, 15 targets, the last two weeks, his last, his, his two best yardage games have been in the last two weeks. Uh, Gabe, I wrote in here, Gabe Davis might not be hundred percent. Gabe is not playing. I think that that impacts Kincaid maybe more than anybody on this team. I think that uh, the targets are pretty much locked in for him this week. I, I really like him at 4,600. And then uh, I'm hoping you can help me here on the lower ones. Cause they're both green Bay guys. Uh, Tucker craft, 3,300 Luke Musgrave. Sounds like he's going to play 3,200. Uh, do you think those guys are usable
2: at all? Um, I don't like both of them being active. Um, that It kind of hurts both. It kind of hurts both of them, right? It really does. Yeah. Um, makes me just want to use Ferguson or Kincaid on like every lineup. Um, I, I kind of just... think,
1: I, I think with this slate, I think that's where I'm at. I think I'm Ferguson or Kincaid pretty much across the board.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. Sorry. I was just looking up the Packers snap counts. Um, Musgrave did, play last week. Okay. Um he I knew he was like it was like uh with that window to to
1: come back. So he did play right. Okay.
2: But he played only 15% of snaps. Tucker craft got 90% of snaps. Um yeah so I think you can expect Tucker craft to continue as the main tight end. He's actually looked pretty good. He can catch the ball. He can run routes. Um, good uh good in the run game too, right? Good blocker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's a he's a pretty good player. Um and I mean, makes sense. I believe we drafted him in the third round, but Green, yeah. Bay,
1: Green Bay found a lot of guys in the draft this year.
2: Yeah, they did. We needed it too. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was a really good Between draft. Between him
1: draft. and Jaden Reed and Wicks, like that's pretty good for like none of those are top, like top first couple round picks.
2: Right. And all contributing in the playoffs. You're right. Yeah. N- none of them were first or second. Yeah. 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 That's really good. Um, <clears throat> So this, t- this slate is, yeah, much, or sorry. Yeah. This slate is much different. Than the last one with tight end. Yeah. um, like you said, and it really makes Ferguson's gonna stick out from a cash perspective. I think he'll probably be over fifty percent owned, wow. although I like I like Kincaid more. I do too now that now that Davis is out. Yeah. Um but and I Ferguson's think, obviously in the, in the the team with yeah. a ton of points, um, high toll game. I get it, but I I uh, I like
1: Kincaid. I mean, I only see the weather, I want to make sure it's not insane, but I think I like Kincaid a little more.
2: I do too. Yeah. I think the weather was gonna push people the other way, but now that Davis get got ruled out, you know, it'll it'll bring some people back to Kincaid. But yeah, you mentioned it. He's looked like Josh Allen's favorite target at times. He's yep. like uh he seems t- to be like a main reason why Diggs, you know, hasn't been having as many big games. And yeah, with Davis out. I don't know. You just like I always see Allen wanting to throw to the tight ends. And in a game like this, I think he's gonna want to even more. So yeah. You just have love, to hope
1: on that on the five yard that he throws to in Kincaid instead of Dawson Knox, because that'll be annoying.
2: Yeah. Um Dawson Knox, I get you could play Dawson Knox in tournaments, but yeah,
1: yeah no, he could catch touchdown. They 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 look at him in the red zone.
2: Yeah. Real
1: quick, uh, before we jump out, uh, defense. Uh, it seems like a, defense is a little tougher for me on this one. They're a little more expensive ones. Uh, you know, the Bills are thirty five hundred. The Cowboys are thirty six hundred. Uh, do you have a do you have a preference on defense this week? Are you remotely interested in Pittsburgh at twenty six hundred with the thought that bad weather and Josh Allen might be a bad combo?
2: Yeah, I could play Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, I think the Bills are the best if you can get there at 3,500. I mean, obviously the Steelers have a 13-point implied total or whatever. Yeah, Like Mason um,
1: Rudolph's going to do some dumb stuff in this game,
2: right? Yeah, you would think so. If, they get, I mean, if
1: they get behind he can't just hand it off a thousand times, he's going to do some dumb stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, if they're down 14 at half, you know, Bills are going to have a lot of opportunities for sacks and interceptions. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, I could play – the Steelers for 2600, just because, you know, we, it's a tough environment. We've targeted these bad defenses against Josh Allen before it doesn't always work out, but he's been known to throw some interceptions and yep. do some questionable things. So yeah, I think that's fine too. But uh, other than that, I don't have strong takes on, on the other games.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's tough because we talked about how much we like the offense in the other games. It's hard to get there. I think that uh, you can make an argument for Dallas, you know, Jordan love, first playoff game maybe he makes some mistakes but they're 3600 if i did that i would just play buffalo for a hundred dollars less so it's hard for me to get to dallas um i don't want to play lions or rams to be honest i think that game is going to shoot out as i mentioned earlier um i don't love green bay's defense sorry to say to you and indoors against dallas i'm just not doing that for me it's i either pay for the bills or i punt down to pittsburgh and i don't think i'm touching the other four defenses to be honest
2: yeah i'm with you uh I guess the one thing I'll throw out—I'm not going to do it. You briefly brought it up. the The Cowboys are the same price, and they're going to be about ten percent owned, maybe less, yep. while the Bills are going to be in the forties. You know. So my, my argument for than... the Bills is probably a reason to tournament you play Dallas. Yeah, and you know Dallas has Micah Parsons, and they have you know that guy who ran back like six pick sixes <laughs> this year or whatever. So you know it could happen. I can't think of the guy's name now. I can't either. <laughs> that drives me
1: nuts. I'm supposed to know the answer to that question. Deron Bland.
2: Yeah, there. Deron Bland.
1: I kept thinking Trayvon Diggs and I knew it was not him. Um, anything else in your mind uh, before we jump out of here? Any, uh, you, uh, your Rams is your one upset pick, it sounds like, if, we're, if I'm listening to it? um, Or best chance at an upset. I'll just, I'll make you stick with that
2: yeah I will pick Rams I will pick Rams um I'm going like, on.
1: I'm he, going I'm going Miami is my best chance for an upset I think that's, that game that's I think the other one I was gonna game, say I think that game's gonna get a little squirrely for the chiefs that's,
2: that's the other one I was gonna say you know. um I kind of like Miami you know Kansas City yeah no I, I like Miami Kansas City struggled all season I think this you know does uh
1: does Green Bay cover the spread Hmm. If I can get uh, if I can get seven and a half, I'm taking Green Bay.
2: OK, I'll let you. I'll say yes, then.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, I think it'll be right around there, though. But I think a late touchdown. I think that uh, I think LaFleur is going to keep them in this game. I think Dallas wins the game. Uh, sorry for you as a Packers fan, but I think it's going to be uh, I think it'll be a still a game in the fourth quarter. Put it that way. I hope you're right. Yeah, I think it'll be a fun game. I'm looking forward That Sunday afternoon games are both. both. I guess it's Sunday night for you, probably. But those are those are fun, fun games. Yeah, I can't wait. Well, thanks everybody for listening to the Roto-Wire Fantasy Football Podcast. We do always appreciate that. Hopefully you uh, enjoyed this. I'm really looking forward to this uh, this playoff weekend, obviously. Uh, Next playoff weekend will be good too with uh, my Niners uh, rejoining the fray, but I will enjoy a a weekend of uh, them not having to play. But uh – Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you want to follow Ryan on Twitter, he is at Ryan Balangi, B E L O N G I A. I am at Scott Jenstead. Um, you know, luckily, I'm talking mostly football these days. There's not a lot of basketball for me to talk about at the exact moment. But uh, so if you have any questions on there, as kind of weather comes out, injuries come out, definitely let us know. Other than that, we look forward to talking divisional round with you next week. Hope everybody has a really good, uh, good weekend and enjoys the games.
2: Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody.